Hello again and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond and my WRP partner, the England World Cup winner Rachel Burford, has plenty to get her teeth into this week following two dramatic matches in Dublin and Clermont-Ferrand last weekend. We will look back on England's first win in France for seven years with the help of World Player of the Year nominee Sarah Byrne and assess Wales' dramatic win over Ireland through the eyes of Kira Bevan, the score of that match-winning last gas try. This weekend it's England versus France down in Exeter and Scotland v Wales up in Glasgow. Two more cracking matches in this autumn window. Berth's unfortunately stuck at home nursing a poorly putt, but she gave the England tighthead Sarah Byrne a call to preview their second game against France. Berth and Byrne has quite a nice ring to it, doesn't it? So, Sarah, um, calling from Bisham Abbey, I believe so. You just got back from France. Um, I mean, how, how are you? How's things? Um, obviously, on the back of a great weekend. Um, but how's camp and how's the bodies? Yeah, um, we're actually in pretty good state, to be honest. I think, you know, uh, today's always a hard day. You've had a day of travelling and you've had, like, a, a day of meetings. So getting back out and getting back to doing stuff... Um, and training on the pitch, I think people have started to feel actually they're a little bit heavy, but you know, I'm sure we're going out to our training session this afternoon, so I'm sure it will be fine once we get out there. And before we get into kind of the the chat about the weekend that's just gone, um, I think we we need to mention the fact that, well, firstly, how old are you, Sarah? Uh, 22. So you're 22, and two weekends ago, you were nominated for World Player of the Year. I mean, that's amazing um, and really well-deserved to be nominated. I mean, what was that like for you, like, finding out about it? Obviously, really devastating the fact that you're in the middle of the campaign so you couldn't come out to Japan for the awards. But, I mean, just give us an insight to how all of that feels and, and, yeah. It was, like, really surreal because I didn't really really know. I got a phone call from Nikki. Um, And I was like... Oh, I like thinking, oh gosh, what have I done? That have I done? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like really scared. So I was like, oh hi, like you okay? She was like, yes. And I've been nominated, and I was like, oh. I was like, I was driving, so I had to stop, and I walked into Starbucks, and I was like, oh my god! And like the woman was waiting to take my order. <laughs> <laughs> When she asked for your name at Starbucks, did you say World Player of the Year nominee? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I did. I put the phone down and I was a bit like, like, didn't know. I was like completely like in shock. I didn't know. I wasn't expecting it at all. So I was just a bit like, wow, like that, that's really amazing to be nominated. And I wasn't allowed to tell anyone. So I was, like, I was like stuck in drinking my coffee. Like, God, I don't really know what to do now. I'll just get back in the car and drive. Oh, bless you. Surely you told your mum, though. Yeah, I told my mum. I told um, my family straight away, and they were all so proud. So um, that was, it was, it's just amazing to even be thought of in the same kind of ground, like the people that I've grown up watching playing. Like, I remember being on a holiday watching Emily Scarlett score the tries in the, in the World Cup when, when they won, and, you know, watching Kate McLean and, and all these players. And I was just thinking, oh, my God. I just didn't have any words, to be honest. Oh, it's so class. I mean, 
you have definitely woken the world up to a different way that props can play, that's for sure. Your mum's a big traveller, isn't she? She definitely follows you around. Do you reckon if you were able to go to Japan, she would have been there as your um, your plus one? No, I reckon... I don't know. <laughs> I think they would have tried to get out straight away and then ask if I could give them a ticket to a final. <laughs>
was there times on the pitch where you guys were kind of like, oh God, what's going on? Or was it all very calm, <laughs> relaxed? <laughs> Uh, it was quite. It was quite a, a weird game because even when you know the first couple of twenty minutes that they were really at, running at us in, in in their half, I think you know when they missed that penalty kick, in front, um, I think we all were like we regrouped and we were like it's it's okay. We just need to keep fighting, keep sticking to our game plan, and, and keep executing as much as we can. Um, and we did, which. So for me, it was a sense of, it wasn't like a panic, it was more of a, a chance to regroup and, and keep a calm head and carry on with what we were going out to do. And like you said, that's what you want test matches to be like, don't you? You don't want them to be all worked out in the first couple of minutes, you want to find your way through because those are the victories that actually you really enjoy the most. Yeah, 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 and, and they were, and, uh, fair play, like the crowd was amazing and the band and everyone supporting, it was just, it was a great experience and atmosphere to be a part of. I mean, wasn't it something like 13,700 or something? Yeah, definitely around that. It was definitely, they sold, I think, I think they told us they sold over 13,000, so yeah, it must be around that mark. So you at least had... 13,000 French fans and maybe five English fans there. Your mum made it on TV quite a few times. Yeah, there was a thing going around on Twitter, who is this woman? <laughs> like, oh, I've gone viral. Oh, that's so cute. I mean, it makes the trip even more worthwhile that your mum's now reaching stardom. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to go to her head, though. <laughs> Obviously, so you're now back in, in camp, getting ready for this weekend. Is there anything you're, you guys are thinking of adjusting or adapting or you're kind of just staying on task and just tidying up a few bits and pieces? Yeah, we're, we're just tidying up a few pieces. Um, just making Pizzas sure that... or pizzas? <laughs> Sound like you said pizza. <laughs> <laughs> What are you expecting for France? What are you expecting? Dif- are you expecting anything different or different players yeah. to stand out? Well, for me, for being a front row um, and, and being a, a young one, um, for me, it's always a big battle at, at the scrum, especially against France. They have certain tactics, you know, that just we in the past have struggled to kind of get our heads around. I think for us, last weekend was a was a great point for us to actually be like. You know, we've got this, we've put in the hard work, we've worked it out. And now this weekend, it's a chance for us to, you know, we found our foothold, but now let's go through it. Let's let's try and get penalties, let's try and get the ball back um, and things like that. So for me, they're always, they're really tough and they're really clever players. Um, their nine's obviously one of the best players in the world. She, she's a, definitely their strongest player. They play a lot from her, so probably want to not not give her much to, 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 to do or give her a couple of, of hard hits. I mean, I've always known Mids is very much, he wants the England side to always back up that performance. Have you guys discussed that about, you know, last weekend counted for so, so much, but you guys want to go and, you know, replicate that again this weekend? Yeah, definitely. We need to go out there and do the same, if not better. Um, we... Sorry, Brian just walked past. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah, that, 
it's definitely a big thing, you know. Beating France in France, they're going to be mentally, that's going to be hard for them. So hopefully coming over here, you know, we can use that to our, our advantage and, and put in a better performance on our home soil. And you've tasted what Sandy Park has to offer in terms of the crowd. Obviously played there with a sellout um, during the Six Nations. What can you expect from the crowd down at Sandy Park this weekend? Hopefully the same. I love playing to be there. Um, the fans were amazing, came up with their own little chants and stuff, so <laughs> hopefully hear some more of that. Um, it is a great atmosphere, um, and it would. I think it would be nice that actually we play France away with that many fans and supporters watching, that we can do the same here in, in the UK and we can get the, the big sellout crowds. And I think they've sold, sold quite a lot of tickets so far. I'm not yeah. sure the exact number, but I think I'm really looking forward to it. I remember when we did play that game in Six Nations and we popped into town for to get a coffee and like everybody knew about it. Everyone was talking about yeah. it. So it's going to be yeah. such a good buzz. And I think, you know, if you guys can replicate the performance that you... You did last weekend. I think we're going to give the crowd a pretty exciting day out. I really hope so. I think we're in a good place and we just need to keep work, working on those little tiny 2% and, and get them right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the pod and we wish you very well this weekend. And a final word just to say congratulations again on being nominated World Player of the Year. It's a huge achievement um, to be put in the top five in the world. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lovely to talk to you. And you. Bye. Bye. I'm Emily Scarrett and you are listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Former RPA Player of the Year as uh, as well, isn't she? Um, but uh, justified that nomination for World Player of the Year. Just, just how good was she at the weekend again? Yeah, I think, you know, she's mature beyond a year. She's only 22 and she's dominating her starting position. I think a big area for England at the weekend was going to be the set piece. Um, and, you know, going to, and playing in France can be a really tough and hostile place. Um, and for a young player um, such as Sarah to just go there and have the attitude. And, and she spoke in her interview about how, you know, she was going to go out there and do her very own job, which first and foremost is to scrummage. And she did that. Yeah, and it was interesting psychologically because a lot of scrum workers, you know, being the, the scrum doctor that you are, um, it, it, it is, a, is a psychological thing. And actually the first few scrums, it, there was a slight creak there, but uh, mentally, obviously, they, they sort of turned the screws on themselves and, and sort of got a foothold back in the game, as we know from, from the Men's World Cup final a week ago, just how important that scrum is. But as you say, they, they nailed that area of the game. But around the park, she, I mean, she is devastating. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun playing against her, I can tell you that. She's, you know, considering she's a... Considering she is a prop forward, the speed that she has and the acceleration she can generate. So you imagine, you know, a big, strong player that then has acceleration to accelerate into you, it's, it is so deadly. And it's often two to three players that need to bring her down, which then creates space for others. Yeah, of course. A, a former... Was she a former centre or back row in her youth? Yeah, I think she started her playing career as a centre, then she moved to back row, and then uh, England, you know, seen potential in what she could do in the scrum, and, and now she is where she is. We, we say in her youth, what, what, she 22 years of age? Yeah, 22 years. Oh, yeah. She, and she also met, uh, mentioned how she used to play sevens as well. <laughs> Wow. So I mean, she is really rewriting what a front row player is. 
Yeah. And I thought you... why she was nominated for World Player of the Year because, you know, she's doing things that you don't expect in front rowers to do. When you, when you have the likes of you know, Kavuna Polo and, and Carl Sinkler, obviously in Sarah Byrne's position, I think you think of Vicky Cornborough as well, that, that ability to, to be so comfortable with ball in hand, to offload, but also be a distributor. It, 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 it's huge for the team. It just filters all the way back, doesn't it? Yeah, it just it gives another you know another dynamic to be able to play with front row forwards and not you know be the traditional. They're just going to carry it up. There's so much more to her game. She's got footwork. She's got pace. She's got the ability to offload out tackles, and she's you know I, even though she is still young, she's reading the game really well. She's getting off shoulders of players. All Sarah Burns stuff aside, marks out of ten for England uh, as a, as a, as a squad over in Clermont. Oh, I think how they performed for the 80 minutes was actually really outstanding the first 20 minutes you were probably a little bit worried that this was going to go the French way again over in France rewriting the same sort of story but they England had every answer to every question that France threw at them in those first 20 I mean, we were pretty much in the 22 the entire time in that 20 minutes under pressure um, but England were just ruthless in their defence and surprisingly, France played a little bit different. They played a lot of ball in hand, where we've known that they've been quite a traditional kicking side with the players that they have. Um, and for me, that's kind of the test rugby that you love playing in. You love playing in those where you're under pressure, you've got to work it out, you've got to turn it round, you've got to swing the momentum, you've got to do something. And the players in that team got a foothold of that game. And they only had, you know, two or three chances but then the likes of Casey Day McKean put the ball in the right area. Then you've got the likes of Abby Scott, Sarah Hunter leading the line out. Then all of a sudden we're over the try line. You know, the wind's back in our sail. And then they didn't let off. And I think that's one of the most important parts about that game is that they, they didn't slip. Once they got that momentum, they kept hold of it and they did not let their foot off the pedal. And Sutter's still smiling despite smashing through six French players scoring that try. She's still smiling. Yeah, well, it's always a good moment. And, and like, you know, that crowd would have been so loud that it probably put a smile on her face to quieten them a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, and for, for those younger players, I, I thought that you mentioned Katie Taylor McLean there, Sarah Hunter, uh, Emily Scout, I thought. Um, yeah, the, those big players, I thought, really, really stepped up. I thought there was some really good impetus off the bench as well. I thought some good defensive reads um, out wide from, from Scout and Dow as well. But having seen it, I personally watched them on, on Tuesday train and I was surprised at that performance because uh, I've seen a lot of England women training over the years, over the decades, and, and it wasn't wasn't the sharpest session. So I was, I was, I was really pleasantly surprised. But uh, talking to Sir Middleton yesterday, uh, he said, that, yeah, there's a lot more to come and you know they, they didn't feel that they played particularly well. Um, so there's lots more to come. Let's move on to, to, to the other game, which was equally as exciting. Um, Ireland against Wales. What did you make of that one? Well, well I couldn't keep up. <laughs> it's one of those games where you're kind of looking left, right, left, right, left, right. Um, what a great moment for, for both teams to, to kind of go that close um, to winning and then for it to be stolen at the end was just, you know, the kind of, again, the test rugby that you want to be seeing. Yeah, that was an incredibly intense game and, and Again, a lot of changes for for Wales since the the, the, the Spain defeat, but but actually a, a young squad to to bounce back like that as a as a squad, I, I thought was a magnificent effort. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when we were talking to Eleanor Snowsill about 
their selection about what they're going to do and some games they might be targeting and and they want to look at new players and I think the same for Ireland you know they're looking at some new debutants and you know what an exciting prospect for both sides um, to be in those scenarios in those situations and learn from them and grow from them. Well we must have a brilliant crystal ball berth because last week you're out there you grab Emily Scout straight off the, the red carpet and picking up her award and this week we get to interview Kira Bevan who scored the 83rd minute um, match winning last class try against the Ireland to take the win so a mystic berth is it? Yeah I mean I'm just spreading the luck. Yeah, you are indeed. Anyway enough enough of you and I I'm going to I'm going to get uh, Kira on the phone um, but uh, we'll, we'll see you next week cheers Beth. I'm Katie Dealey-McLean, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Podcast. Wales has started a busy November schedule with that sobering record defeat to Spain. So last Sunday's dramatic win in Dublin should prove a real tonic for the Welsh squad. And I'm delighted to welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod the player responsible for that sensational 83rd-minute winner, scrum half, Kira Bevan. Uh, Kira, thank you so much for, for coming on. Really, really good of you. Um, have you fully recovered from the weekend yet? Yeah, all recovered now and uh, ready to go again this weekend. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, great stuff! Great stuff. How how was it for you? Uh, obviously, you you started this week on uh, on the bench, um, and then came on, and then scored a, a little fairly insignificant try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I let the forwards do a little bit of hard graft to start off with, and then kind of just snuck over at the end. But yeah, you know, the forwards put in all the work, and I got a little bit of the glory, really. Typical scrum half then, really. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Did you identify, as I say, you, 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 on, on one of the finishers, one of the game changers, whatever you want to call it nowadays, was there something you'd identified to say, well, do you, if I get this charge, then, then, then this is what I'll do? Um, I, I spoke to uh, Gareth, our, our backs coach in the airport, and he was like, um, you know, you, you could potentially have the opportunities to win or lose a game as a finisher. Um, so I feel like that was kind of in, in the back of my mind, but I didn't think it would actually end up being it. We would, you know, we would end up being in that scenario, but I had all intentions of passing the ball to Seanette because she was calling for it so much, but it didn't quite plan out that way in the end. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Um, and what, 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 what was the atmosphere like in, in, in the change room afterwards? Because I mean, that, that, that is, that is, that is some result. Given the context of the the, the Spanish defeat uh, a week or so ago, that's the double over Ireland this calendar year, if I'm right. And, and leading into that, you haven't beaten Ireland in the eight years running up to this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were quite deflated after the after this uh, the Spain game, and and rightly so, I think. So, you know, we had all intentions going into this this weekend, all kinds of prove a point, and we knew that Ireland would put up a, a massive fight. So we were expecting expecting that, especially from you know Six Nations and things. Um, but you know, the atmosphere in the change rooms was good afterwards. Um, you kind of realise who can sing and who can't sing when you get a win like that, really, as well. But yeah, no, it was really good, and uh, you know, it's good vibes at the minute. So, so you, you said that there's good vibes at the moment. If, if you've beaten Ireland twice this year, but not the eight years leading up to to this year, what? You've been there, right in the middle of that squad for for a fair few years now. What's what's changed? What is changing? 
Um, I just think, um, you know, off pitch, we're taking a lot more responsibility as as individuals in in the way we are um, leading onto the field. Then, so you know, we've got a lot of ownership on ourselves as players at the minute, um, and over time, you know, that that is coming. And I think from the Spain game, you know, it's been massive improvements on on how how we're acting and things like that. So we're definitely going in in the right direction. I think. What were those improvements then? Let, let's talk specifics. What were the improvements from from Spain to Ireland? Um, you know, just the little things around, you know, like um, nutrition, hydration, them, them sort of things, um, mobility pre-game and just all the little, like, one percenters that, that you want to get right. You know, I think we got that right this weekend against Ireland off pitch and then it relayed, uh, yeah, you know, it relayed on field then. I mean, you're, you're the grand old age of 22, am I right? 22? Yes, it's dreadfully rude to, to talk about a, a lady's age. I, I know, but the only reason I, I mention it um, is that you, I mean you are you're one of the senior figures in that in that squad now. Um, how does that sit with you being being of, of such tender years? Well, I just I, you know I just try and try and help out. The, you know we've had a lot of new caps, so I'm just trying to help help them out. And I think what I, I've learned is that you're never too kind of old I guess to just just be asking questions because if you're thinking and then probably someone else is as well so it's just asking questions and just yeah not being afraid to kind of kind of speak up I guess but yeah I'm getting, I'm getting there and I'm getting a golden oldie now <laughs> <laughs> well I, I I guess the ability to to, to talk which um, I seem to remember our, our, our first ever meeting uh, at Cardiff at the, at the Vale and you, you bounced up and I said sort of had tinnitus for the next sort of week after speaking to you. Um, but as a scrum off, you, you've got that ability to, to talk to players. That that must come as, as, a, as a great comfort for, for some of those younger girls. Yeah, with with yeah, being a scrum off, you know, you've got to have the ability to, to communicate, um, you know, on and off, on and off the pitch. And yeah, obviously we had Neve who got capped last weekend um, off the bench as nine, and you know, I think she's only eighteen, I think. So it just yeah, just helping her c- come through as well, and trying to trying to teach her everything I know, which <laughs> isn't a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take a wider perspective. This awesome is fairly unprecedented, isn't it? You, you, you've done Spain, Ireland, Croatia was 15, and, and then the Barbarians. Uh, how good is that being together as a squad? What, what difference does it make on and off the field for you as a group of players? Yeah, it makes a massive a massive difference. I mean, the, the better, better you get on with each other off the field, you know, it does uh, relay on the pitch and... Um, I think now now is the time to definitely be blooding some some new players. Um, you know, two two years out from a World Cup, so um, I think I think we're doing it at the right time. And you know, we've yeah we've got a packed autumn. You know, we've still got three fixtures to go, so you know, there's still a lot of opportunities for some of the girls to really put their hands up and, and play against the Barbars. Yeah, absolutely. That should be a, a tremendous. Occasionally, are you slightly worried? Then he says, tongue in cheek, that you know, comes to the World Cup. You you may well be well over the age profile by then. You'll be twenty four. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, um, I know. I will be classed as an oldie then, won't I? But um, yeah, I just just keep keep my head down, you know, and hopefully keep playing well. And you know, Bristol have helped massively with that. You know, I'm really enjoying my time at Bristol Bears as well. So. Um, yeah, hopefully if I just keep playing well and uh, hopefully I will make it. <laughs> there, there, there's no chance of Grandma Snow still then, obviously, for two years' time. 
<laughs> I won't tell you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, perhaps I'll edit this and, and not put it out. Um, uh, how exciting is that that Barbarian's gonna, uh, game going to be last year? Just, we'll just touch on that. Yeah, yeah, really excited. You know, it's, you know we've been told, you know, uh, throughout this campaign that that is technically like our, our, uh, it's going to be our cup final. Um, so everyone wants to put a hand up for, for selection for the Barbers and, and play a part in what's going to be a really good day. You know, obviously we're playing just before the men, so hopefully we'll get a good good, a good crowd through the door. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a really good atmosphere, I think. So, you know, it's, it's not something that comes around often, so it's going to be a really exciting time. Great stuff, Keir. Thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on a, on a brilliant try, brilliant result of the weekend. And uh, we will... Uh, Look forward to seeing you in the Six Nations and beyond, but uh, all, all the best for now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. Thanks then. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on the Women's Rugby Pod. That's all for now. My thanks to our guests, Kira Bevan, and of course to Sarah Byrne, to producer Jez. Remember, subscribe share and rate our podcast. Get in touch as well at Pod Women's Rugby. Next week, England against Italy, we have Giada Franco, the sensational Italian flanker, plus Jess Breach and Leanne Riley, the Red Roses pair. And remember, whatever you're doing to support the women's game, wherever you are, keep it up. Until next time.